ho, ho, holy moly, James, what a round two of playoffs. That was crazy. Yeah, I mean, I, I, was, I was very excited for my matchup against you, Andrew. So I didn't really pay attention to the other ones. Right. Um, ours was pretty, was pretty fiery, I got to say. It's no joke, is it? Just how intense this week was. Um, and, you know, I'm glad I have you on the, the podcast here. Your, your presence is requested to talk about these matchups. Yeah, I'm, I'm glad to be here once again. I'm re- really excited to dig in. Um, well, like I said, I didn't really pay attention to other matchups because I was just I was just so happy to beat you in in our little matchup um, to just prove that my team was the better team and maybe move up those power rankings a little bit. Yeah. yeah well, you're slaying very... it. You must have a pretty high elf esteem right now. Uh, must be feeling good. And, you know, I uh, – I don't want to, I might be in the uh, minority here. That one's for the our Jewish fans out there. Um, I might be in the minority, but uh, I did pay attention to some of those other matchups in our league this week. And, and they were not a disappointment. That's for sure. Did you, did, did you think saying the word minority is a no. Christmas pun? No, it's like menor, menorah. Oh, like for okay for the Hanukkah people out there. I don't know, man. I'm trying to be inclusive, but you're all you're also just saying the word minority, though. Okay, I need to pronunciate (laughs) a little bit better. Menorah. (laughs) Yeah, sorry, David. (laughs) Sorry, David. Um, but yeah, we are in the holiday season. It is a exciting. Uh, don't you mean the holiday skizen? Woo! Yeah, I do mean that. Um, you know, for some, it's it's a happy holiday season. They got maybe a trophy coming for Christmas as an additional gift. Uh, meanwhile, a couple of couple of players at risk of ending up on the naughty list and and getting a punishment heading into twenty twenty one here. So. It's going to be an exciting finish, that's for sure. More like a, um, an exciting – no, never mind. I, I thought I had one. I didn't. Okay. It slipped, it slipped out of my hand like a tiny elf. Boom, found it. <laughs> Is that one? I'm yeah. not really sure Count that's it. one. Put it on the board. <laughs> All right. Well, you've heard of, of Elf on a Shelf. Have you heard of Games by James? I have. I've, I've uh, actually get a discount there. If you show them ID, it says your name is James. Get oh, a really? 10% discount. Yeah, it's pretty, it's pretty sweet. Yeah. Too bad I was banned, though. They kicked you out? Yeah. Why is that? Can you guess why? Because I, I made too many Christmas puns when I was there. Oh, man. Yeah. You know, I was walking around the house the other day, putting up some ornaments, and I stubbed my mistletoe. Oh, that's the worst toe to, 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 to yeah, stub. That, one, that stings a bit. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, why don't we uh, jump back to football here? We'll look at the teams in uh, round two here that were 
not as very successful and, and ended up taking a loss. Um, and then we'll also look at the, the teams who did have a good week and ended up with Noel. Okay, I'll allow it. I'll allow that one. Is that a good one? Yeah, it, it took me a bit, actually. I'm a little slower on the, on the holiday puns. Oh, that, that's, so, that's so slight. That's okay. No. Well, anything left to say before taking a look at how round two finished up, James? Uh, no, I don't think there's anything left to slay. Um, let's, let's get into the round two recap. Woo, let's get it. Snuck yeah, that was a good one. <laughs> you snuck it in there. You're very sneaky. Yeah. Well, James, why don't we take a look at probably the least exciting matchup of round two? I think we knew pretty early on how this was going to go. Uh, that was between Jake and Cy. Once noon on Sunday hit, and Cy had two players in his roster who were not going to be playing. I uh, kind of knew how that one was going to turn out, and uh, basically doubled the score. Uh, Jake doubled size score, 106 to 54. Um, tough beat for Sai. And, and, you know, it, it does suck having two players that are out, but there's nothing he could have done with much of his roster here that could have even salvaged a win. Um, Adam Thielen, Amari Cooper, they average six points, five points. So, uh, you know, when you have two high-caliber players like that who have been carrying your team in the past that just don't show up, you know, there's there's not much else you can do there. Yeah, if, you're, uh, if your studs aren't firing on all cylinders, uh, you, you know, you can't win in the playoffs. It's just not going to happen. Yeah. Um, even even in the loser bracket. Uh, yeah, I, I, I was worried I might have jinxed Jake with my uh, maybe somewhat premature uh, – little photoshop i did um but luckily uh yeah size team just really like even even if he had both his running backs score you know 20 points which like he didn't have any running backs that were gonna score that um he, he still would have lost and i i don't know if that i don't know if that makes it better for side knowing that well i messed up but like it was inevitable, right? Or if it makes him feel even worse, like there's literally nothing he could have done. Yeah, um, I might make him feel a little better because I I know if if I had someone on my bench that went off that could have saved me, which I definitely have done before, um, I'd be feeling pretty uh, pretty crappy. Yeah, definitely. Um, you know, kind of on the flip side of this matchup, though, Jake was able to put up a good score to, you know, put himself in a position where he was safe from that uh, elimination or, or, excuse me, heading to the loser's bracket. He scored 106.6, which uh, since week four of the regular season, that was his second highest score. So uh, a good week to have it for sure in playoffs. Patrick Mahomes, Marvin Jones, Corey Davis all had big weeks to help him get up to that total and be safe. Um, now, Andrew, I don't have it in front of me, but do we know when Jake's previous win was up until this one? It was back in week eight. Ooh, week eight. Man, fit, no, man, losing every game since week eight. 
That's yeah. Kind of, it's kind of a slump. That's a bit of a slump, yeah. Just a bit. If only he could come up against the one person who could save him from that hole, that pit of despair that he was in. I feel like there's I feel like there's someone there's only there's only one man nay one legend spoken of in hushed tones but not really because we're gonna yell it are you ready we're doing this three two one slum I thought we're gonna do the full thing oh we'll do the full thing yep okay there's something strange. Oh, crap. No, that was me. That was me. We'll do the full thing. Okay. The full slump buster or the full? The full, the full, there's something strange. Okay. Okay. Three, two, Wait, are one. We on, on one or on go of one? On go. Okay. Three, two, go. There's something strange. strange. Neighborhood. Neighborhood. Who are you going to call? call? Slump. slump. Buster! Good enough. Perfect. Yep, yep, we're getting the thumbs up from Jermichael. He's getting a thumbs up, the okay sign. Oh, and now he just put it under his waist. And oh, how? Okay, he just punched me. Um, Okay, that's my bad. He just punched uh, you? Yeah, he did. God, gonna have to. I mean, you saw it. You're in the studio here, too. Yeah, we're gonna have to fill out some HR paperwork. Yeah, if only we knew a, a barbarian dwarf that could help us with that. Yeah. Um, size total of 54.3 points was the lowest score of the postseason in the history of our league as well. Just a little... Oh, man. A little stat yeah, to close bad. off this one. It's pretty bad. Sorry, uh, Sai. Yeah, tough beat, man. Uh, why don't we jump over to another matchup here in the losers bracket between Brandon and Sean? How'd this one play out, James? Ooh, well, this matchup was very interesting because we had Brandon, the number twelve seed, and looking like the worst team in the league, versus Sean, who um, looked like one of the stronger teams in the loser bracket, um, and who who looked like was going to beat you last week um, until, you know, the shenanigans at the end of that uh, Ravens and Browns game um, got you the win. Uh, So it seemed kind of like, I don't know, Sean's game to lose, you might say. Would you agree with that? I would agree. Um, But, uh, you know, who's your daddy? He came and he he was going to put up a fight. And he put up not not a huge point total, but he put up 96 points, which for, you know, your average team isn't great. But for him, I mean, like, for the worst team in the league, like 96, you know, that's – it gives you a fighting that's chance. Decent. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and it, it looked like it wasn't going to be enough going into that Monday night game because Sean had three players left to play. And he was only down by, like, what was it, like 15 points? I think about I don't 20. exactly. Okay, 20. Okay, so a little bigger. But, like, you know, he, he had his quarterback left to play. He had, you know, the wide receiver one for his quarterback left to play. And he even had uh, a tight end, too, to boot. Um, and uh, they, they had some trouble. Yeah. Some, some might say. <clears throat> that's, um, that's putting it lightly. 
Yeah. Uh, the, the first time I checked in on the game, um, both, I think, uh, Eric Ebron had been injured. So he was sitting at zero and he was actually Sean's highest scoring player in the matchup so far on that night. Um, was his injured tight end because Ben Roethlisberger was in the negatives and so was Juju Smith-Schuster um, due to interceptions and fumbles. And, yeah, that was Yeah, that was, that, was, that was rough. And even with that, you know, they bounced back a little bit. They gave Sean some hope at the end, but uh, not enough. And all three of those players that you mentioned ended up with their lowest score of the season so far. Yeah, the time that uh, Sean needed it the most, they they didn't come through. Yeah, and so Sean, source of error, ultimately fell short. And actually fell short by double digits, um, only scoring 85 points. Yeah. yeah kind not of, much kind of, of shocking, but uh, definitely kind of shocking and ultimately tragic, even though I'm sure Brandon – is extremely relieved um, that he will not have to play in the Sacco. Yeah, and just another comment, looking at this matchup here, Derek Carr, Brandon's quarterback, played Thursday night and got two points. Getting two points from your quarterback, when I saw that, I was convinced that Sean was going to get this one. Yeah, that looked like, you know, it looked like like the – like the death penalty for Brandon, like, oh, you can't recover from that. QB scoring two points, especially when you don't, you know, you don't have world beaters at the other positions. Yeah. You know? But yeah, De- DeAndre Swift definitely came through for Brandon. Along with uh, Bra- Brandon, hey, Brandon Ayuk, who, who mentioned that? You did. Someone mentioned him? I did, which I only mentioned because other people mentioned him. Um, no. It was just you. You did it. No, first. yeah, I, I. You're right. You're right. I shouldn't give credit. It was just me. No one else even saw him coming, except except maybe Brandon because he did put him in his lineup. Yeah. Um. Did not did not put Leonard Fournette in his lineup, which I guess maybe should have been hindsight, but uh, you know, with Ronald Jones out, but. I d- didn't need him. He beat Sean by double digits. He crushed he him. Got the job done. Congratulations, Brandon. Big yeah, win. Enjoy Enjoy not having anything to root for in the last week of the season. Well, uh, let's, let's move on over to the championship side and, and take a look at how All those right. matchups ended up. I love it. The big, what we thought was the big heavyweight bout between yeah. Luke and Clay, it it did end up being pretty high scoring, and it was an exciting game for sure. Um, mm-hmm. Who came away victorious here, James? Remind me. Oh uh, well, it was not the number one seed all Sunday, Clay ASC. Um, that, but that's the only hint I'll give you. Okay. Okay. Now, which one has the red house? and the blue dog, but doesn't have coffee on Wednesdays. I'm trying to get my, my punnet square going here. Your, your punnet square. <laughs> yeah. That's a, that's a different thing. This is a little AP bio throwback there. Yeah. It's a deep cut. 
Well, Luke definitely had the dominant genes because, or let me say dominant jorts because he came away victorious here. <laughs> Um, on the back of Josh Allen scoring his highest total of the year, 37.5 points. Uh, I did get a text from Luke at one point that said he is going to be building a shrine to Josh Allen if he carries him to a championship game. So uh, be on the lookout for that. Um, to, to that, I'd say, Luke, like you're, you're way behind, man. You're way behind the eight ball. In terms of shrines? Yeah, in terms of shrines to Josh Allen, like okay. ev- everyone has them these days. If if you honestly if you don't have one by now, you might as well not start because like it's it's basically old news at this point. Oh man! Well, I you think- can still you can still wear jorts though. That's that's always a good tribute to Josh Allen. That's fair game. Um, yeah, Derrick Henry was also a big contributor. He's been doing really good. Derrick Henry always seems to play his best in the second half of the NFL season, which Mm -hmm. correlates to NFL playoffs or uh, fantasy football playoffs. So I got a big help from him as well, but clay put up a pretty decent score too, 113 points. Um, His running backs were really just his biggest letdown. Chris Carson and Naeem Hines uh, just averaged seven points. So, a little bit of a letdown there, but everyone else on his team did pretty decent. Yeah, you know, Naeem Hines had kind of been uh, – he, he had kind of been on a hot streak, like surprisingly. You know, he'd been putting up some big point totals. So him falling back to earth isn't the most surprising, um, but you can't predict it. And unfortunately, it came in the playoffs for for Clay there. Um, and also unfortunate for Clay that he never got Christian McCaffrey back. But he still had to he still had to hold on to him on his bench for the entire year because you know he he couldn't drop him because because he didn't know he was going to be gone for you know at this point the entire year. Hey James, can I tell you uh, something kind of crazy here? Oh, uh, are we having an impromptu like Kool Aid Man bursting through the wall crazy stat? Um, I don't think so because it's more of a hypothetical. Okay. Um, if, okay, I'll just drink my Kool-Aid jammer here. Okay, yeah, still drink that Kool-Aid. Oh, sounds refreshing. Mm, it was. I can I can see I can see the yummy sugar water inside. It's it's red and delicious. Mm. Okay. Here's the hypothetical. If Christian McCaffrey played Yes. Wait, in, sorry. In place of Naeem Hines. Mm-hmm. And Christian McCaffrey scored his average points of twenty-seven point three. He would have beaten Luke by zero point one points. Oh man, I think that's a crazy stat. I don't know if it's a stat, but it has numbers in it, so yeah. I'm call <laughs> it's it got to be a stat. It has to. That's what I've been telling you for years. I mean, if it has numbers, it's a stat. That's pretty crazy. And, you know, that's that kind of what we crazy. were talking about, how if McCaffrey was able to play, probably going to give Clay the edge. If he wasn't, probably going to give Luke the edge. And, and that's how it came out. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Man, Christian McCaffrey averaged 27 points last year. Yeah, I mean, it, it, this year. So it, it was. it has been a small sample size, you know, in oh, the okay. three games that he's played in. 
Um, still. But still. Okay. Yeah. I mean, he probably averaged close to 27 last year. He was yeah. bananas. But yeah, Luke comes away victorious in this one. Yeah, and gets uh, punches in his ticket to the old uh, championship game. What a Cinderella story. Truly. Truly. Still, still the reigning Sacco. He still has that moniker. He does have so that guys, title, yeah. Yeah, you guys better get in your uh get in your jabs and your barbs and your you know belittlements while you can. All right, Smeed. Uh we have one more matchup that happened. And it it wasn't the matchup that we did the full jock jam treatment to, but it was our other winners bracket matchup. Zach versus Jackson. Uh, Alexander Jamilton versus Saquon 2.0. And uh, it was a big one. Yeah, not the matchup we were expecting, but man, was it exciting down to the very end. Um, Zach scores his highest total of the season, 150.7 points. Just edging out Jackson by five points. Uh, once again, Jackson with the first round by not able to make it to the championship game. And yeah, let me let me just kind of go through some of Zach's players here. Lamar Jackson, 29 points, was his second highest total of the year. And his last two games have been his two highest scoring games of the year. And um, that's Mel- that's just clutch. Yeah. Right when playoffs hit is when Lamar mm-hmm. Jackson started coming through. Yeah, he he knew he knew the fantasy playoffs were on he the did. line. He came through for his supporters. Mm-hmm. I and sadly, I'm guessing a lot of people that drafted Lamar Jackson might not have made the playoffs because he wasn't great <laughs> a yeah. lot of the rest of the season. Like he was like the tenth or twelfth best QB, or maybe they traded him away or something. But Zach was loyal. Yeah, not. I mean, I mean, he he kept him, but I don't know. He was he, he was did start, looking. Yeah, true. but either way, he came through in playoffs. As did Melvin Gordon with twenty two points, his second highest score of the year. Um, David Johnson, Antonio Brown, Hunter Henry, they averaged sixteen points, and they each had their highest score of the year. All of Zach's team coming together in this perfect moment to score 157, 150.7 points and sending him to back-to-back championship appearances. Man, it's like deja vu times a billion. That's, ex- that's exactly like, what I was like thinking. deja vuception because like there's the first deja vu and then there's another one. And so it's like, whoa. Yeah. That's I couldn't describe it any more clearly. Also, you're welcome, Zach, for trading David Johnson um, for uh, Justin Herbert. Um, I, I got well, actually, Justin Herbert. I guess he helped me get out of the loser bracket, um, and he helped. He 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 really went off on you this week in our pointless matchup. That I'm still proud that I beat you. Um, <laughs> But yeah, I mean, David got rid of, or sorry, Zach got rid of his uh, 
one of his two good quarterbacks and he ended up getting a running back, scores him 18 points in the playoffs, and he still kept Lamar Jackson, who's been going off. So uh, just a real, real savvy trading there by Zach. Yeah, well done. Um, looking on the flip side of this matchup, Brian Tannehill showed up for Jackson, as did yeah. Calvin Ridley and Stefan Diggs, who have been great all year, as did Travis Kelsey. Naturally. Uh, it really just comes down to Wayne Gallman. Yeah, man, a, kind of like very similar to, um, you know, Sean's disappointing performances from his running back – or not running backs, but his players. Um, he, you know, he, he knew what he need, what he needed his players to do. And they just completely fell apart and just did not, they, they didn't get them what they needed. Yeah. Um, I did Wayne Gallman touch the ball in the second half of that game. I don't believe so. No, that man, I, it, I was just, I was amazed looking at the score Saying like, oh well, bad first half, but you know, if they double their score, you know, his the Browns defense and Wayne Gallman, if if they just double their bad score from the first half, then Jackson should just sneak ahead, and like, it just stayed the same like the whole way. I think Jackson might have gained one point on Zach, but yeah, yeah, and it has to be extra difficult when you see that you score more points than both teams in the other playoff matchup. Um, but still knowing that you're going to another third place game. Uh, but like we talked about in last week's episode, a big hats off to Jackson who was able to put up such a big fighting chance after uh, his running back. Number one went down his quarterback. Number one went down, you know, he's been able to, to put up a, a very impressive season here and uh, yeah, we'll see if he can, can continue it into the third place game and, and get that $20 prize. Oh yeah. That's hey, like a lot of people, a lot of people say, ah, $20. I'm not, I don't even care. I'm just so sad that I didn't make the championship, but Andrew, do you know what you can buy with $20? What can you buy James? Uh, you can buy, uh, four footlongs at Subway. In 2006. In 2006. I, I assume you just have access to a time machine at the same time. Yeah. Uh, and also you can buy, um, let's see, uh, Andrew, how many gumballs is $20? Oh, man. I don't know the exact number, but it's a lot. It's, that's a lot of gumballs. That's a lot of bucks. gumballs. The the real the only issue you have is if um, it's a twenty dollar bill, it's tough to turn that bill into gumballs. It really oh, works yeah. better with quarters, um, unless you just buy a gumball machine. How much are those machines? I don't know. Are they twenty dollars? I bet some of them are. But then do they come with gumballs or is it just a machine? Because I don't want to buy a machine without gumballs. Right. Because then what's the point of the machine? All you have is $20. You don't have any more money. It's like a catch $20. That classic novel. Yeah, that catch $20 worth of gumballs. Well, anyways, uh, even, you know, uh, 
Wayne Gallman, obviously biggest disappointment for Jackson. Um, also, Mike Davis, even with Christian McCaffrey out, just couldn't – I mean, he gave Jackson seven points in a flex, which isn't terrible, but um, for, for a guy that definitely has helped Jackson during the year, get a lot of wins I might not have otherwise. Um, it's, just, uh, it's just a shame that he couldn't, couldn't quite do enough to help yeah. Jackson break his awful streak of losing – in uh, losing off of a bye week in the winner's bracket. Yeah, certainly tough to see. But, you know, that's the way that the cookie crumbles. Mm-hmm. The, so just the sugar cookie. The, the back Christmas? to the Christmas buns? This, or? Yeah. That, yeah, okay. I tried. It's okay. I don't think so. Um, I'll, I'll kind of jump in here then and, and do a quick overview of what we have going here now so looking at round three the final round of playoffs for the championship game we have six seed alexander jamilton versus the fourth seed lukington football team in the third place matchup we have number one seed all sunday clay asc going against the number two seed saquon 2.0 and in the loser's bracket, we have the number eight seed, Source of Error, versus the number seven seed, Fuck This Ho Ass Team. And this, believe it or not, is the first year that both the lowest two seeds didn't make the Sacco Bowl and the top two seeds didn't make the championship game. Dang. It's, you know, once, once it gets into December, it's anybody's game, man. It's chaos. That's so true. You just got to, like Zach is showing here, and uh, like you did a couple years ago with the sixth seed, just got to make playoffs and hope for the best from there. Yep. Got to finish strong and get those, uh, get those players in good matchups and then just pray. Well, anything else with the recap here, James, or should we dive into these round three playoff previews? Um, you know, just reiterating that I did, I did beat you, Andrew. Oh, right. Um, so yeah, take take that. Everybody, get up! It's time to playoffs now. We got the real playoffs going down. Welcome to the playoffs. You kidding me? Here's yeah. your chance. Do your dance at the playoffs. All right. All right. All right, James. Why don't we start with the third place game? I'm taking a look at Clay right. versus Jackson. Um, how these well, guys? fair in the regular season against each other uh well they had only one matchup and that was in way back in week six which feels like forever ago like was that even a real week i don't know uh but clay won a close game then um by a score of 111 man those those he loves spears. That. yeah he loves those spears he loves those i'm st- Gosh, come on, Clay, just chill. Uh, but 111 to 105. So only only a six-point difference there. Um, and until 2019, Jackson, can you believe this, Andrew? Jackson was undefeated against Clay. He had beaten Clay four times in four other matchups. Really? But, yeah. But then over the last two seasons, Clay has won both of their meetings. Ooh. So, the all-time record 
has evened up a little bit. Now Jackson is only four and two over Clay. So, you know, Clay, Clay's kind of a little hot streak. He's, he's heating up, some might say. Yeah. Now, I believe these two team owners have never met in the postseason before, but they've both had two third game appearances in the past. Um, Clay won both of his back in 2014 and 2015. Uh, meanwhile, Jackson went one and one in his third place game. So one third place and one fourth place finish for him. Um, I think kind of a bigger storyline of this matchup is Christian McCaffrey once again, because if he plays, he's going to help out Clay's team and remove a player altogether from Jackson's roster, Mike Davis. But if he doesn't play, Mike Davis could very well be in Jackson's starting lineup and and Clay once again is without his running back one. Yeah, I mean, I like why? Why would the Panthers start McCaffrey? Like, right. there's no reason to, right? I can't. I yeah, I can't imagine there would be. Yeah, should be should be an interesting uh, matchup. No, two two very good teams. You know, the the top two seeds. Um, yeah, and it was it was very close at the top of the standing. So. Um, Clay and Jackson, you know, weren't weren't completely head and shoulders over like Luke's team. Um, but yeah, top two teams, and and the, hey, they're playing for eighty gumballs, man. It's eighty gumballs. Eighty gumballs, or potentially yeah. a gumball or, machine with a little true. bit of research. We got to do a little more research, but yeah, it could be a gumball machine. But like, I'll, man, I'll just take the eighty gumballs. I'll just put them in my shirt, make the shirt pouch. Uh, I'll just, I mean, I, they're, they're not going to last long. I don't need a dispenser for them. Come yeah. On. Well, Jackson right now is sitting with a 54% win probability, according to ESPN. Um, honestly, looking at these rosters, there's a lot of strong fantasy players on these two teams. I think this is going to be, you know, even though it's for third place and just for $20, I think it's going to be a very exciting matchup to watch. Just 20 – it's 80 gumballs, man. <laughs> That's right. That puts it I, in a whole new perspective. Like, I'd be more excited to be playing in this because I know I'm going to get paid in gumballs. Right. Nobody pays me in gumballs. Now, we did communicate that, right, that the third place winner is getting paid in $20 worth of gumballs. Um, did we communicate that? I thought – I thought I, I I I thought we added that to the bylaws. Did we not? Yeah. I mean, it's like we are we already bought them like five years ago, and they're kind of burning a hole in our pocket. I put it in the bylaws as um, size two text in a white font, so maybe they didn't pick up on that, but that's okay. So before we get into the final two matchups here, why don't we take a listen to what some of the league mates think of these round three final round games. Looking at the matchups here, you know, it's Cy versus uh, Sean. I, I honestly kind of feel bad there. You know, it's the two guys who barely missed the playoffs, but I also don't feel bad enough to volunteer as tribute there. I don't know. I think probably if Sean, you know, benefits from Cy not putting two players in his lineup, I think Sean probably takes it and decides the loser again. But I guess we'll see. You know, they both have experience with the Sacco. 
and uh, they they both could take uh, take that one home. So I guess we'll find out there. In terms of Luke versus Zach, you know, honestly, two two guys that uh, probably you know felt like they had a chance, but didn't think they'd be there. Um, I'm always for new champions, new losers. So I guess if I personally had to say, I'd I'd, I'd be rooting for the football team. Um, you know, Luke, Luke has, uh, scored a lot of points the last few weeks, but I guess we'll find out because, uh, Zach certainly has too. Um, other than that, you know, I think it's been a good year. Hasn't been a good year for me, but, uh, I'm excited that I'm not, not the loser this year. And, uh, Cy, the, uh, check should be under the door in the mail here in a little bit. So thanks everybody. Bye. Thank you for everyone who submitted those takes on these final games uh now we're going to give ours starting with the last place game the sacco bowl between sean and Cy. well james these two are no strangers to the last place game here they have combined for three last place finishes um yeah it, it's kind of surprising to see them both here too because they had the the seventh and the eighth seed but that's that's the way that that playoff shook out this year you know um these two teams did face off against each other twice in the regular season and Cy ended up winning both of those games he scored over 130 points in those matchups so uh, historically, this season, Cy has had the advantage. And also, overall, on their historical matchup with a record of 8-5. and five. Um, What is the postseason history of these two players, James? Uh, well, these two are no strangers to each other in the postseason um, because they have actually met three times before. Um, and they have all been in the loser bracket. Um, their their first meeting was uh, in, about way back in 2014. Um, the loser bracket it was in round one, and uh, Sean sent Sai to the Sacco round where Sai ended up losing. Um, then the very next year they faced off against each other again in the loser bracket round one, and Sean once again sent Sai to the shadow realm, um, and Sai ended up losing. Um, and then. They took a year off um, for, I guess, for Sean to eventually lose. Um, he didn't. He didn't have Cy to keep him from losing. Because I believe in 2016, Sean ended up getting the Sacco. That's right, right? Yep. Okay, good. I know. I know. I know some of my league history. Um, and then in 2017, they were back at it again, um, facing off in the losers bracket in round two. Oh, wait, wait, round two. Was yeah, that in the Sacco? Correct, yeah. This was for like the uh, oh, okay. like the seventh place okay, game so, or whatever. Oh, so yeah. So they had a little a little friendly matchup kind of like you and I did where, yeah. where uh, Cy beat Sean and I beat you. So yeah, so when, when nothing was on the line, Cy showed his true colors as a winner. And I'm proud of you, Cy. But there is definitely something on the line this time. Yeah, that is true. And uh, it looks like the 
precedent is that when stuff's on the line in loser bracket, Sean tends to get the better side. And, you know, I'm pretty sure I've been wrong about every guess of postseason matchups I've had so far. Um, but I, I have to say, Sean just looks like such a strong team, especially with Ronald Jones potentially still being out. Um, if Ezekiel Elliott misses another game, Cy is going to be struggling for some points, I think. Yeah, plus if Cy just forgets to, you know, swap in his active players. Um, you know, like, like okay, last week, Ezekiel Elliott, he was pronounced out morning of, and Cy is, you know, on a little uh, later time zone. So maybe he just kind of slept in and missed it. That's one thing. Ronald Jones was out for several games. I mean, several days before the game. Um, that's just on Cy. So, uh, I don't know. Yeah. I feel like, I feel like maybe d- does the universe want to balance out their Sacco performances and give Sean a second one so he can be tied with Cy and Luke? Or, you know, does Cy, is Cy going to ride that slump buster train and bust Sean's slump of losing tragically in the loser bracket this year? I don't know. Yeah, it'll be, it'll be an exciting one to watch. I think health of players is definitely going to play a big factor. So um, I guess this is a, a message for everyone in the postseason here still playing. We're going to have games on Friday and Saturday and Sunday, mm-hmm. um, and I believe Monday as well. So Dang. Check, make sure you're checking your lineups. Make sure you're seeing who's – healthy who's starting and and who's not um especially when when this is you know everything it all comes down to this this last game here this is is the whole kick caboodle the whole the whole shebang bang now seems like a good time to take a deeper dive into this matchup and get the opinion of one of the competitors Sai sunkum here's his take Hey boys, this is my podcast take. Uh, to be honest, I haven't been up to date on the podcast ever since I, I started on this uh, horrible losing streak, and I'm I'm sure I'm getting a lot of flack from everybody um, just based on what I remember hearing in the first few episodes. Um, but my thoughts overall on the season, uh, it was basically an enormous punch to the dick. Um, I just hated every aspect of it. Uh, that huge fucking bitch Zeke I will never draft him again I hope he retires um and fuck Brady too uh cause he lost me a couple of crucial games um and <clears throat> also you know what I, I just can't even talk about it anymore so yeah fuck this season I know I'm gonna lose to Sean in some stupid fashion um we'll regroup and win the whole thing next year well, any final comments on the losers bracket here? Um, I guess who do you think would be funnier in a stand-up routine, Sean or Cy? Oh, man, that is interesting. I'm not, I'm not sure if if Cy will be able to do a stand-up if he's living in Seattle, unless he flies in just to entertain us for a night, or if somehow he's able to tape his stand-up. Um. 
You know, I got to give it to Sai. Like, no, nothing against Sean. I feel like Sai would be better at a stand-up. I, I, I'm not sure why. I feel like... Uh, I feel like I feel like I could see. I I watched Luke do his stand up, and he he did surprisingly well. He was definitely not the worst person that did amateur stand up that night. There's some really, there's some really bad people. Um, and I I I legitimately laughed at Luke's jokes. Um, and not just at him, but you know at at the jokes he he intended to be funny. I feel like Sai could channel some of that energy. Um, I feel like Sean could too. But I don't know. I feel like if you just threw both of them up, surprise, you have to do a stand-up routine. I think I would favor Cy a little bit. Um, but I feel like Sean, if he did, you know, have the unfortunate outcome of losing this game, I think he would put in some prep work and get some funny material and, and actually do a okay. pretty good job. So Okay, you're saying Sean with prep time beats Cy. Yep. Okay, so it's like this is like Batman versus Superman, or Batman versus anyone. Batman versus anyone, yeah. Yeah, Batman I mean Batman plus plus prep time, he's invincible. Everyone knows that. Yeah. So we'll have to see. Yeah. I also, I also, you know, if if circumstances prohibit uh, stand up routine, I also would enjoy. Um, some uh, risque photos in calendar form of these two fine gentlemen. That's very true. Either way, I'm glad it's not me in the loser bracket. I can relax. Take a big sigh of relief. Uh, There's another. It wasn't Christmas, but... Look. If you had... One shot, but one opportunity to seize everything you ever wanted in one moment. Did you capture it or just let it slip? Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the main event. Fifteen grueling weeks of battle behind us and only one remains. The culmination of every decision, every roster move, every trade, every waiver wire claim has led us to this moment, the 2020 championship game. Competitor in this matchup, the number four seed Lukington football team. Highest score of the regular season, current owner of the SACO title, Luke Conway. Take it away. I said certified freak, three days a week. Fantasy football brings out work life week. You fucking with the Lukington football. Bring a bucket and a mop 
for this Lukington football. Give me everything you got for this Lukington football. Run it up, Derrick Henry time. He's extra large and extra hard. Put that mustard right in your face if that ankle is still in place. Look up top, Devontae flies, catching dimes while in stride. Fitting my flex, dumbs is mine. Taking TDs from Jackson is fine. Tight ends up, no surprise. Mark Logan Mike, there's no downside. I want to see a four touchdown game from the Bills Mafia God. Make them fumble, take a tumble. The Colts defense in the rumble. Mitten the sacco to the finals. Let me tell you how I got this game. Week 1 AFC, there's no thirst to me. Then Anderson meets knock up with the victory. So I came to play, but then. Changed his name again, doubled up Mel and Galifor, Tong Zachary, then James won. Cool, cool, cool. Week 7 took Jack back to school. Who's your daddy? It ain't Smash Dam. I took both down before David slammed. Now source of error with the loss. Boogeyman played Tyreek. Bassett tracing at the end of the regular season. Most points for, but fourth seed. Bleeding David and Clay. Now final game of the year for the Lukington Trophy. His opponent in the championship game is the sixth seed, Alexander Jamilton. Zach Eichten is back for another chance at a championship. Another chance at the trophy. Another chance at a victory. Zach Eichten, give us your thoughts. Who does a fantasy owner? Friend of Lamar and a Johnson Dropped in the middle of a forgotten spot In the draft by Providence impoverished and squalor Grow up to be a champion and a scholar The $30 founding member who gets bothered Got a lot farther by working a lot harder By being a lot smarter By being a self-starter By week 14 They placed him in charge of some playoff fodder and every day while Sai was being slaughtered and caught it away Across the waves he struggled and kept his guard up Inside he was longing for something to be a part of A brother was ready to beg, steal, borrow, or barter Then draft day came and devastation reigned Our man saw his future drip dripping down the drain Put a pencil to his temple, connected it to his brain And he had to replace the mar, a testament to his pain Well the word got around, they said this team is insane man Took up a collection just to send him to the wasteland Your team is not that good, don't forget from whence you came And the world's gonna know your name, what's your name man? Alexander Jamilton My name is Alexander Jamilton and there is one more game I haven't won But just you wait Just you wait Yo, 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 what time is it? Showtime! Alright, boys, we did it. Alexander Jamilton is... In the championship match, uh, obviously super pumped about that. Sorry, Jackson. It was a close match all through Sunday. Um, I know I was waiting up all night to make sure uh, that Wayne Gallman didn't, you know, do something bananas, but they didn't give him the ball in the second half. So that that was huge. Um, you know, 150.7 points from Alexander Jamilton. This is the type of team we thought we were going to be drafting. Uh, you know, full year long score, 
Obviously, that was not the case uh, in most weeks, but in the games that it mattered, um, here we are, and that's what's most important. Um, <clears throat> Lamar Jackson is, is finally heating up. Um, he's doing great. Uh, and I can't really complain about anybody else. My best friend, David Johnson, getting 18.8 points. Um, really just a, a solid performance level from everybody on the team this week. Um, only person getting under uh, 10 points was Mason Crosby um, with eight. There, there was nothing I could have asked from this team, this squad, uh, more stepping up, um, stepping up to the plate. Looking at it, I could have made one different move where I played Marquise Brown instead of Allen Robinson, but why would I ever do that? Um, those two points left on the bench, um, I'm, I'm sure we'll be okay. <clears throat> Jackson, you had a great, great team, great squad this week. Uh, proud of you and how how far you came this year after, you know, al almost uh, having you the punishment getting last place in regular season last year. I'm just happy that you were in the in the bracket. Sorry, you had to run up against the storm that was Alexander Jamilton here. Um, taking a look over at the other matchup, I would have beat either of these other two teams in the in the winner bracket as well. Uh, Luke with 134 points, uh, Clay with 113. Um, Luke, I'm coming for you. Uh, I, I'm I'm feeling good. I'm feeling loose. My team's warmed up. Um, at this point, the fact that they will be in the championship matchup, um, as I said last week, uh, after beating Matt Sable, it should be illegal. Uh, I don't know what's happening either. Um, couldn't have predicted this if I tried. I think. Go back and read some of the posts. I, I said that, well, you guys better get ready for a calendar from Zach because there's no way that um, he makes it into playoffs. And then even if he, and when he doesn't, he'll, he'll probably get last. So um, this is an outrageous development, um, which means I can only assume that it's meant to be. And, and you're going down this year. I, I, I'm sorry. I know you're this far, and I, I wish you the best. But that tie... That tie set us up for some some good storylines here, and I think the storyline is Alexander Jamilton coming back from obscurity to win a back-to-back -back championship. Um, that's that's really all it comes down to. Congrats to the folks in um, in the rest of the matchups in the loser bracket. Congrats to uh, Brandon and Jake. Uh, proud of you boys, Sean. I hope you lose. Um, that's I, I just really hope you do. Sai, good luck. Um, cheering for you, bud. Uh, I was Team Sean coming into last week until he posted his blasphemous comments in the in the group me. Um, so go Sai and and also go Alexander Jamilton. Let's let's get this dub and uh, finish strong. All right, boys. We'll see you after I uh, after I win my back to back here. Signature sign off. Wink. That was something. That was a delight, wasn't it? it? In a word, yes. It was a delight. Well, how you want to take a look at this matchup here? Um, you know what? Before we get into the matchup itself, why don't we just take a, a quick look at these two competitors and how they've fared historically. As we know, in the regular season, their single meeting ended in a tie. Cannot get any closer than that. You really can't. They science hasn't invented a number that's closer to zero than zero. They're working on it. They're working hard mm -hmm. on it, but yeah. they haven't got it yet. 
Um, looking at their season averages, Luke has put up 11 more points per game in the regular season compared to Zach's team. That's a few more points. It's a it's a bit of a difference, yeah. And also, it's again, it's the three scary spears. So, like, look out, Zach. Yeah, those spears, man. I I know you're allergic to gluten, but like, I bet spears also aren't good for you either. Yeah, I feel like if you like ate a spear or like had a spear inserted into your stomach, you'd probably have some like negative side effects too. Yeah. Now, if it was like a spear mint treat, then that'd be fine, right. especially during this holiday season. Hmm. Delicious. That's that's very that's mint. That's so clover, James. That's that's so mint. Um, you know what's so also yeah, we, mint? Um, maybe their overall matchup all time. Yeah. Yeah. What is it? Oh well, they have played in nine games. Wait, that's that's not how you do math. What? <laughs> uh. I mean, 12 games, because that's how numbers add up. Um, Zach leads the overall battle, uh, 7, 4, and 1. Um, that 1 is, of course, the tie that they had this season. Um, that also includes a postseason victory um, by Zach for uh, third place in 2016. Um, so, yeah, Zach, has, Zach definitely has the, the lead over Luke. But uh, it's been, you know, over, over the years, it's been a pretty even matchup, pretty good, pretty good competition between these two teams. Yeah. And I think we'll have a, another exciting one here in the 2020 championship game. Uh, and, you know, Andrew, gonna... I'd say, you know, like the, the, the long past is one thing, but I'm talking uh, just based on the shorter past. Uh, Zach is the reigning champion. Can't forget that. And Luke is also the reigning Sacco. It's incredible. Yeah. And I, I think that's just a remarkable storyline. You know, it's the haves versus the have nots. You know, are we going to see, are we seeing the, the bourgeoisie, you know, just re- remain in charge and never give up their power? Are we going to see, you know, the, the worst to first Cinderella story? of Luke um, coming up and, you know, just like tearing down the aristocracy. Yeah. I'm, I'm very excited. Either way, it's going to be a story and it's mm-hmm. going to, it's going to be a good one. Um, why don't we take a little different look at this matchup here and go position by position and talk about who we think is going to be the better player starting at the top with the quarterback. Zach has none other than Lamar Jackson versus Luke's Josh Allen. Now, Lamar Jackson currently sitting at quarterback eight. Meanwhile, Josh Allen is sitting at quarterback three. Yeah, I mean, you know, you know, on the season, Josh Allen has been the better quarterback. Lamar Jackson's been kind of on a pretty, pretty, uh, pretty good streak lately. Um, and so, honestly, I feel like it's kind of a wash here. I agree. Like, I, I can't – Lamar Jackson is looking in recent games like how he did last year. And he also has a whole, you know, last year's season. Um, and Josh Allen has been doing, you know, great in basically every game this year. So, I think both of them are – both of them are very capable of putting up, you know, 25-plus points. 
And they both seem to have somewhat favorable matchups. Baltimore is at home against the Giants. Uh, Buffalo is at New England. You know, that's historically has been pretty tough. But um, this year, I think it, you know, it, it isn't a bad matchup for Buffalo there. So, yeah, I think quarterback is, is kind of a wash. Um, why don't we move down to running back one here? Melvin Gordon for Team Alexander Jamilton sitting at 17 overall, uh, 17th running back, compared to Derrick Henry, who is the third best running back on the season. Yeah, you know, Melvin Gordon has had, I think, a surprisingly good season. And you know, good for him being in a, you know, uh, being a very solid um, RB2, you know, being ranked 17. But uh, it's, I mean, it's Derrick Henry. Like, he, he just gets better in the second half of the season. He's the third best running back. Um, he's coming off a great game against a bad NFC North team. And now he gets to face a good NFC North team, but an NFC North team that does have a bad, bad, bad rushing defense. Um, as you know, Dal- Dalvin Cook knows very well, and uh, honestly, it, if there's another back who can take advantage of bad rushing defenses like Dalvin Cook, it's going to be Derrick Henry. I think yeah. he, he should be primed to feast against Green Bay. Yeah, I definitely have to give this matchup in favor of Derrick Henry. He's just he just turns in another gear when you know Tennessee's playoff hopes are on the line too. And I think he's probably going to come through for the Lukington football team here this year as well. Looking at their number two running back slot, we have uh, Raheem. Whoa. Ooh, that's, that's not good. Uh, yeah. I think, I think he's going to have to make an adjustment here because yeah, most certs in, but he's back on the IR. Um, only one other running back on Luke's roster currently, and that's J.D. McKissick. Ooh, so, yeah, I think he's going to have to – ooh, I could – no, this could be a problem. Well, McKissick I guess, did well, put up 21 points last week, so um, not a bad option. He might have to play the waiver wire a little bit to try and get – you know, maybe there's someone else out there who can help out, um, but that's that's who he's going with right now. Yeah. Yeah, actually, you're right. I, f- I forgot that <laughs> J.D. McKissick was good now. Uh, <laughs> um, he also has J.K. Dobbins in his flex, which he could flex into his running back position oh, yeah. and uh, put up one of uh, another wide receiver per chance. Um, yeah, looking looking at, I don't know, let, let's say let's say he puts in uh, McKissick there. Um, on the flip side, we have Zach with David Johnson. Um, what do you friend. think? Yeah, his, his absolute best friend, man. He has Lamar Jackson and David. Man, that's Zach's just living his best life right now in the championship with his two best friends. Um, who who do you think has the McKissick versus Johnson? Who would you take? Um, you know, I think I might have to go a little bit towards David Johnson, but overall, I think it's pretty close. Um, I think both of these players could certainly put up twenty points, but I think more likely they're going to put up something around ten. Yeah, I think I think David John. I, I'd give it to David Johnson, um, just because I feel like he has the higher floor. Um, he's been when he's been healthy this year, he basically like has has a hard floor of ten points, and like he just doesn't score below it. Um, and he's gone, you know, above that a decent amount of time. So I feel like David Johnson's a better at this point. 
Yeah. Um, moving down to wide receiver number one, we have Allen Robinson for Alexander Jamilton, ninth best wide receiver, going up against Devontae Adams, fellow NFC North player, uh, number two wide receiver. Uh, two really good players, both in some uh, good matchups here, Chicago against Jacksonville, Green Bay against Tennessee. Um, I don't know. I, I see these two players pretty close. Um, I think I probably give the edge to Adams just because I think overall, you know, on the season, he is the number two wide receiver and, and does perform pretty well. Uh, what's kind of your view of these two? Um, yeah, I definitely think Devonte Adams um, sh- should be the clear favorite. Allen Robinson has had a nice year for the bears, but um, you know, I mean, I guess I, I can always see, I don't know, Mitch Trubisky just falling apart randomly in a game. Um, I don't see Aaron Rodgers doing that. Um, and also against Jacksonville, I guess if I guess if Mitch Trubisky falls apart, that's bad for Allen Robinson, but it would actually make their game more competitive. Um, if their game isn't competitive, which is Jacksonville, and I don't think the Bears are that good, but Jacksonville's really bad, um, then I think like it's just going to be the David Montgomery show. And, you know, the Bears are, will, will be fine to just rush the ball and use their defense to just, you know. Uh, I could see Allen Robinson having n- not a bad game because he plays bad, but he just won't get a lot of looks. Well, like, that Tennessee game I think is going to be competitive, and I think Devontae Adams will be will be seeing a lot of work. Yeah. Um, yeah, taking a look at the second wide receiver here, Robert Woods for Alexander Jamilton and DJ Chark for the Lukington football team. How do you kind of view these two? I'm not really sure how to compare them. They both seem fairly close. Yeah, I feel like, you know, I need to look at – DJ Chark has been kind of hit and miss on the whole year. They um, both feel uh, kind of volatile to me, honestly. Yeah, honestly, looking at DJ Chark's stat lines, um, he's missed a few games here and there, and, like – he has two games where he scored over 20 points, but the rest has been like, I don't know, single digits pretty consistently. Um, I, I think, I think I'll definitely give this one to Robert Woods. Yeah, he does. He does have a little bit higher consistency um, or a little higher average, um, even though they might be a little bit volatile. I, yeah. I think Robert Woods, um, especially going up against Seattle, who doesn't have the best secondary. All right, just a few more here, James. Why don't we look at tight ends for the Lukington football team? He has the Washington football team tight end, Logan Thomas, who has kind of come out of nowhere and is sitting at the tight end number six. Um, over the last three weeks, he's scored 20 points, seven points, and 17 points. So kind of turning it on here at the end and uh, has a, a little bit easier matchup against Carolina. Meanwhile, Alexander Jamilton has Hunter Henry, who is the eighth best tight end. Um, kind of a different story over the last three games. He scored one point, seven points, and 15 points. So um, I think I, I got to go just based on recency, uh, Logan Thomas in this matchup. Yeah, you know, uh, I think for me, I think I'd definitely have to give the tight end advantage to Luke in this one. Um, 
you know, just because I feel like, I feel like from a recency standpoint, I, I've seen, I've seen like the evidence of his tight end being better and like, you know, in, uh, in better shape J- just more recently. Now, long-term, maybe not so much. I don't know. I just haven't, I, I feel like I don't have the evidence on Zach's side. Um, so yeah, just from, from what I've seen, you know, especially last year, uh, I feel like I got to give that to Luke. All right. Uh, moving down to the flex position. Currently Antonio Brown is sitting in that spot for Zach and JK Dobbins for Luke. Um, Antonio Brown had his biggest game last week, um, putting up 18 points before that, uh, only capped double digits one time. And that was a score of 10.1. So, uh, he was going against Atlanta. Uh, that was a little bit easier matchup last week. And, and this week here, he has Detroit, uh, JK Dobbins on the other hand, um, seems to kind of be emerging as the, the go-to running back for Baltimore. Um, he scored a touchdown in each of his last four games. So a little bit more consistent there. And as we mentioned, Baltimore is playing the Giants. I think, you know, I could definitely see them getting a, a big lead and going to the running game and, and relying on Dobbins. So I could certainly see Antonio Brown having a big week, but I I just give this one to Dobbins. Uh, I think he's been pretty consistent over the, the last few games here. Yeah, 100% consistency, I think is what gives it to him. Uh, and then our, our, most, our two most important positions, we have the uh, – we have the specialty slots, and as the uh, on the defensive side, we have the Bills D for Zach, who are facing New England, and we have the Colts D for uh, Luke, who is facing Pittsburgh. Now it is only we're recording this on Tuesday, um, so there could be some uh, waiver wire changes. Um, but honestly, I feel like I feel like both these players are probably going to keep their defenses that they have now. What do you think? Yeah, I, I don't really know what's out there on the waiver wires, um, you know, based on how Pittsburgh has been playing. Uh, Colts defense is definitely a good pick there, and they are the number one defense. So I, I don't see Luke moving away from that. And the Bills, um, they're playing the Patriots, who, um, you know, historically have been uh, decent against opposing defenses so yeah I agree I think I kind of keep them the same and I think they're probably going to score pretty close I I don't think either of them are going to be like a make or break component for either of these teams and then finally the kicker position um which I guess they could swap their kickers I don't know but we have we have Mason Crosby um currently slotted in on Zach's team um versus Tyler Bass or Buffalo on Luke's team. Um, and appa- he's apparently the third best kicker. So there's that. Um, Mason Isn't Crosby's that crazy a... how, like, the third best kicker, we don't even know who it is. Yeah. Again, just just goes to show you, you never know who the good kickers are going to be, Yeah, um, at least fantasy-wise. Um, it's always Justin Tucker in real life. Oh, and also, sorry, sorry. Young Way Koo is also the best kicker. Yep. 
also, other than that, they're both the best kicker. Yes, they're they're the best kicker. Each one of them is better than the last. Yep. But yeah, I'm gonna give this one to Tyler Bass because uh, his name sounds like a fish, and he's the third best kicker. So, um, yeah, I don't know. Luke has a kicker advantage. I think you know it's gonna be I, it's gonna be a good matchup. I mean, it could be lopsided. Who knows? It's it's really anyone's game. Um, both both Zach and Luke have been putting up big points in the playoffs, which is how they've gotten to this championship matchup. And you know, no reason to expect them to stop putting up big points. Um, but if if I had to choose who I think, um, I guess I kind of have to side with ESPN here and give it to Luke since he is you know the higher seed. And um, I, besides Zach's, you know, 150 they scored last week. I feel like Luke has been scoring higher points more consistently. And just based on our little exercise we did here, it seems like he has the edge in most of his player matchups. Yeah, I I really don't see a, a good, clear picture here. Um, I think Luke's ceiling is definitely higher with his players. You know, he's got the number three quarterback, the number three running back the number two wide receiver but some of those number two number one defense number one defense number three kicker kicker, yeah yeah but kind of some of those other fill-in positions aren't as strong you know Dobbins has been doing okay Thomas has been doing okay Chark is up and down where I feel like Zach's team doesn't have any of those big hit players but he's more like smooth across the board where you know, every one of his players could put up 15 points and yeah. just, you know, death by a thousand paper cuts or death by. Yeah. Nine. Honestly, I feel like, I feel like Zach's a big X factor. He's going to be Lamar Jackson for his team. You know, like you said, I feel like the rest of his team is going to be about average. It seems. Um, and, and Lamar, you know, as we know, can, can, you know, put up a ridiculous point total. And, like, Josh Allen can, too, on the other side. But, I don't know, for some reason, Lamar Jackson kind of scares me more than Josh Allen. I feel like it, – and it's kind of funny because they're both similar, you know, QBs and they score similar points for fantasy. And, you know, they're able to get rushing yardage, which is so valuable. But I, I feel like if Zach is able to win this game, it's going to be because Lamar Jackson has a really good game. Yeah. Um and and if Lamar Jackson doesn't have a really good game, I don't see how Zach is going to win unless you know it's it's Luke's team really underperforming. Yeah, very true. And he showed up for Zach in the the first two rounds here. So yeah, yeah, he's on he's on a hot streak. Well, I'm very excited. I will be tuning in Friday, Saturday, Sunday, Monday, watching all these teams compete. Uh, all these players compete and and see who can come away with the the trophy here this year. All right, James, before we sign it off, we do have one additional message, one additional audio message from someone special. We were lucky enough to have an NFL player send over a, a little, a little greeting for one of the teams here. Really? Yeah. A real NFL player? A 100% real NFL player. It was none other than Saquon Barkley. With Saquon? A message. Yeah, he's got a message for Jackson. The, uh, 
Just the guy who, who drafted him. You say My price at the draft is a price you no longer will pay You cry Every time I get injured, cut down tragically in my prime Why so glum? Remember how good all my highlights were my rookie year We could still have some fun Cause even despite our estrangement, I'm your RB1 You'll be back, soon you'll see You can't live without me on your team You'll be back, time will tell One day the Giants will utilize me well Some backs rise, others fall We have seen each other through it all Stick with me, our limits are skies And I'll crush all of our enemies between my giant thighs. Da 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 You'll still gladly draft me in the top three. And no, don't start no drama. And choose some Alvin Kamara. And McCaffrey, ha, don't retread. I'm stuck rent free in your head. Forever and ever. Ever and ever and ever You'll be back like before I will fight the fight and win the war For your love, for your team I can give you all your hopes and dreams If you don't, I'll grow mad And I'll make sure that you wish you had let some schmuck take me like Jake Or I'll drop a 40 burger on you Just to fuck you for old time's sake Da 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 Everybody Da 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 I had no idea he had pipes like that. Yeah, I, I, I was expecting him to have a lower voice than he had. It was kind of surprising. That was, uh, yeah, that was, he was in tune. He was, he was on pitch. Well, mm, I don't, you know, I don't want to, you know, throw 
you know, stones and glass houses, but uh, it was a little, I don't know, may, maybe could have used a little, a little work. He was a little pitchy. I don't know. Is that mean? Is that mean? He probably had limited time. Yeah, you're right. He's he's trying to rehab. To yeah. Get his health right. Um, but, you know, good good try, Saquon. Um, you know, you know Lynn Manuel, but, uh, you know, keep at it. Maybe, maybe you'll – Maybe you'll have some sort of uh, some sort of career in entertainment once you're done with uh, football. There, I wish Saquon and his beautiful, if imperfect voice, the best. And also, I wish Jackson the best in uh, his campaign next year as Saquon 3.0. Yeah, I can't wait, and I also can't wait to see how these matchups shake out. Thank you once again for tuning in to another episode of the Commissioner's Corner. Best of luck to everyone remaining in playoffs here, and we will catch you on the flip. And I hope, um, you know, everyone is having a safe and happy holiday, even if you aren't able to spend as much time with your loved ones as you can. Um, Sending Christmas I think everyone celebrates Christmas here or just general happy winter holiday greetings to everyone. Yeah. Great point, James. I hope everyone has a fun and safe holiday weekend here. And, um, you know, it, it is also getting cold out there. So make sure, especially David to get your bum back out the window. Wink. All right. Well, I will. Oh, uh, hey, the people yeah, who submitted are the people who won. Huh. I wonder if that says something. You know? Yeah. I mean, you and I recorded. Yeah. And we yeah. won. Man, there's something to that. We shouldn't tell anyone, though. Well, what, what the heck is going to happen now? Because both Luke and Zach oh, submitted. Oh, man. Well, I guess it'll just come down to fantasy skill then. No, somehow that can't be it what okay wait it can't come to that james no i don't think so we can't let it